Hi everyone, welcome to Travel Chats Podcast. We are back and Artie is back in the UK. I know, it's been a while. Um, actually, the both of us just keep going away. I think you've been away a lot more than me so far. I've been away once. Uh, staycation? I had a staycation, I've had a staycation, <laughs> yes, yes. But you're right, you actually have been away less than me, but hey, the future is bright. The future is bright. So, where have you been? to Italy recently mm-hmm. um in April was it before or after your 30th birthday it must have been afterwards did you yeah have it was after um I went to Italy oh Easter I was in Italy for Easter don't do it don't do it unless you really want to be full and just eat loads of food and just not be able to breathe you know <laughs> mm-hmm. um so yeah I recently went to Italy for I think over a week yeah which was nearly a week and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you went to Italy, right? Because you've got some friends there and you lived there before, right? Mm-hmm. Where so, did you live again? I lived in a place called Campobasso. Mm-hmm. So Campobasso is in like the south, kind of in between Rome and Naples. Um, I didn't go there this time, although, you know, usually I would love to try and go there and be able to go say hi to the very few people who know me in that very small town. Um, Also, it's the coldest city in Italy. That's not factually correct. I don't know. Don't fact check me. But from my research previously, it was the coldest city in the UK. Um, But yeah, I I went because I made friends when I lived there. And actually, I've tried to go back every year. if If I'm in the UK, I've gone back every year since I lived there. I lived there in 2013. And 2014. Um, But since the pandemic, obviously I haven't been. I wasn't able to go. I hadn't Mm. seen my friends. I I lived with a girl called Teresa, really close to her, her family, her boyfriend and her boyfriend's family. Um, And just, yeah, it was so good to be able to get back. And actually, just crazy because it was the first, I'd say, post. I mean, we're still in a pandemic, but you know what I mean? Like, it was the first kind of holiday holiday. Mm Mm-hmm. I know I spoke about Kenya previously. Um, I'm a bit delusional sometimes. I know I went away. <laughs> um, I definitely went away. But Europe is just different. Mm. Like, Europe has a lot more kind of flexibility of things you can do. And it was so nice to be able to go around and do things in Italy. Did they have any restrictions and stuff still then? Because I know, obviously, Italy went through quite like an intense mm-hmm. like lockdown and stuff like that you know they had to fill out forms to leave was there any restrictions when you went obviously I know a lot of restrictions have probably started to lift now yeah but... there were the um I guess the only restriction it wasn't really a restriction they just had to you still had to wear masks but in Italy you have to wear I mean it's a bit cheeky because um I didn't actually wear this mask, but you have to wear this. It's a surgical mask. They're white mm-hmm. um, and they're issued misplaces. And most people have to wear those masks to transport. But me being me and I had so many reusable masks with me, I was like, I'm just going to wear mine. And no one said anything to me. I did get nervous. I didn't realize until I got there. My friends were like, no, you're fine. Like no tourists get stopped. Um so just don't freak out like I did because I did get worried and I went, oh, how am I going to get from the airport to the train station? And I didn't have to test it out because I got picked up for once, which was so nice. Um, but restrictions was it was just that. And it's the same like entering places, having to put my mask on. People are still wearing masks in restaurants and stuff there. So mm-hmm. it was bearing that in mind. It was um, 
we had to wear a mask on the plane as well. Um, on the way there and on the way back, we had to wear a mask. And in the minute we touched down in England, you didn't have to wear a mask. You could take your mask off. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Something to do with air rights, I think. I'm not too sure. But I found that quite fascinating because <laughs> while in the air, you have to follow like some kind of international rules between the countries that you're traveling between. Mm-hmm. I can't recall it exactly. I did look into it. I just can't remember. Um, it's different flying between America and, well, it, I flew between Texas and England and no one had to wear a mask. But yeah, Italy, still a little bit strict in those ways. But um, it was no, I think it was just weird because in England, I, we'd stopped wearing a mask. So when I got there, like, I, before I left, I was still wearing one on transport here and then it felt no different there. So. Mm. Okay, so where did you go in Italy this time? What did you do? <laughs> so, the usual. Um, no, I... It was a bit different. So usually when I go to Italy, I'd be like, right, I'm here, I'm going to do loads of things. Um, I've been in the past and I've been to so many different places that this time around, it was really... It was a holiday about just spending time with people and I was on a mission in some ways. So, for example, oh, let me quickly go over where I went. So, I went to Rome, um, where my friends live, and then the Amalfi Coast, which is Did also Did you fly near. into Rome then? Yes. So, I flew into Rome, picked up from the airport, and then I had a day in Rome. So, I had one day in Rome by myself while my friends were at work, Um and then that night, and I can go into more detail about what you did in those places, but at night, then we all drove to the country towns um, where my friend's families are from. So one of their families are from near Naples. The other ones is kind of more in a, was a region called Molise, which is the same region as the place I used to live in. Um, but it was Easter, so the whole I somehow planned it. And Easter is a big deal in Italy. So it was just an entire holiday of eating. Um, I'd also managed to go to a place called Dermoli, which I actually been to before. Now, Dermoli is like a really special place to me because I made some big decisions there when I lived there. And so it was, I actually went to so many places, but it was really slow and relaxed. And I didn't plan anything, like nothing. Mm. I could tell you everything I did, but I just didn't plan it. Um, and I took it day by day, whereas usually I would pack things out. So it was very different. Yeah, I mean, you kind of use the word holiday rather than travel. So would you say it was more of a holiday than like traveling around because you're kind of going to see people, you're going a bit more like at a slower pl- pace? Yeah, I, I guess. Or maybe I should change the way I travel, right? Or maybe I just changed the way I travel because it was it did feel like more of a holiday mm-hmm. because I was switched off. I didn't plan anything other than the I mean, you still get the same aspect because that one day in Rome, because I've been to Rome so much, like so many times we've been there. We've we've gone and stayed in Rome. I've stayed in Rome so many times because it was one of the closest cities to where I used to live. So if people came to visit me. We'd go to Rome or I just go for the weekend. And I find that. I I don't love Rome. Rome is okay. loud. Mm-hmm. Like Rome is so loud. I don't mm-hmm. dislike Rome. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not right at the top of my travel list. So the day I had there on my own, I I think that was a travelly day because mm-hmm. I went right. 
what can I do that I haven't already done? And may I add, I've done a lot. <laughs> yeah. So um, there was a gallery that I wanted to go to last time years ago and it was closed. And it was, I made sure I went there to, like this time around. So it's called the Doria Pamphili ga- Gallery. I think I might be butchering the name. I don't know. But um, it's about this family, the Pamphili family. And yeah, it's a really cool gallery. You go in, um, it's not that pricey. I think it was about 10 pounds, like 12 euros. Mm-hmm. Um, went in there, spent a good two hours, got very hungry, <laughs> left. Um, and then I went, right, I want to see the Pantheon because it's just such a massive construct. Like it's just a really beautiful structured building and it was down the road. Other than that, um actually I'm gonna backtrack really quickly I accidentally did see most things because everything so there's a road called Via del Corso and down that road you can take random roads off that one main road and it goes between Piazza di Popolo and there's a I can't remember the name of it but it's where this big parliament building is this one long road and off there you get loads of street signs and arrows to the Trevi Fountain or the Spanish Steps or Piazza Navona, like all the really famous places. The Colosseum is not walkable, like unless you're me and you do walk it because I have done that as well, but it takes a while. <laughs> um, but everything else is down off that street. So I accidentally did see everything, but I did it really quickly. I didn't stop. Yeah. Like I wasn't stopping because I was like, right, my mission is going to be to find a quiet place in Rome, <laughs> which by the way, if you've been to Rome, it's really bloody hard. Um, but my, so my friend helped me, she texted me, she said, oh, have you ever been to, I think it's the, it's a cathedral, I think it's the San Angelo, Basilica de San Angelo, I'm not too sure, once again, should have really fact-checked myself there, <laughs> but it's basically this beautiful place, but it's near a river, and you go over the river, there's bridges, so I walked over the bridge, it's still quite busy, mm-hmm. and people are focusing to go directly in that place, and then... What I did was, instead of, obviously I didn't want to go in there, so I went right and it was a bit of a quiet market, like a street market going on. So I walked further and there was hardly anyone there and it was quiet Mm. and I could hear my own thoughts and I just sat down for half an hour. (laughs) By the way, it's so busy in Rome. It's so busy, um, which I didn't mind because I haven't been there in ages and I love hearing all the accents and you know, I, I was enjoying it this time around because I had no expectations. I wasn't trying to tick things off really quickly. I was just like, let's just see what happens with my day. Um, and it was just nice because I was like, oh, I saw something new. I found a new place. I saw the river. I've not actually seen the river there unless mm. we did. And I don't remember when we went together. Um, that was quite a long time ago. Yeah. I remember going to the Coliseum and... That's about all I remember. And people just parked <laughs> all different kind of funky ways on the pavement and oh, stuff like that. Oh, do you like remember that, we went to... That's about it. We went to a dinner and there was a taxi. And we got the taxi. I think we got... No, I can't remember. I really... My memory's hazy. But I remember this taxi Getting and we're on. walking down the road and it was just... I'm going to ignore that comment. It was just going through the tiniest lanes like you can't even walk there and somehow all the cars fit through all the lanes in Rome like Rome is a city people need to see because it is so different mm. um because it's ancient like it's it's old it's ancient it's dusty oh yeah we went to Vatican City as well we right? did go to Vatican City okay we did actually that was good we met um there was a random guy outside 
um, the speaker. So they, they, they do the random tours and then he got us to cut through. Oh, we paid way too much money for this, but you know, he needed to make a living. Um, we paid him and we cut through and he like did a tour for everyone. And we got in and he was showing us around. I can't remember anything either. Don't worry. No one can see Danielle's face right now. I don't think she remembers. <laughs> no. But you're saying Roma's busy. So was it busy because like it was Easter? Because you went on Easter, right? And you said that Easter is a big thing there. So do you think that impacted it? What What is the thing about Italy and Easter? What's okay, so Rome, Rome is always busy. I think it's just, it's like high up there on people's to-go lists. And because they only recently the week before lifted their more restrictions. Mm. So a lot of people flooded there. And yes, it is Easter. Italy is, um, the lack of a better word, it's a very religious country. Um, I mean, the Pope is at Vatican City. Fun fact, Vatican City kind of counts as a separate, like it's in Rome, but it's not. It just counts as its own entity. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, Pope is there, it's, it's, it's big. A lot of people, um, like Easter is a massive deal. It's really family-fueled for them, you know. It's, at the heart of it, they, they're praying at Easter. You know, like mm. it's really, it's, whereas here, I think sometimes, I, you know, I'll celebrate Easter and we get time off from loving life. I got time off, I went. But it's not the same. They they actually believe in what they're celebrating. Um, so, like yeah, me. no, like chocolates and easter there bunnies were and there were but not to the same extent like not to the same extent as us but they yeah. did they did oh my god my friend's sister's boyfriend got her the most massive easter like easter egg mm. it was the size of a torso like she was holding it in front of me it was huge it was bigger than her head like it was so big it went from her waist to her head basically wow adult woman here like waist to head you know mm. massive egg i've got a photo of it um Anyway, the East is massive. And what, what you'll find with Italy is, depending on the region you're in, every region specializes their food to whatever time of year. Mm-hmm. So Easter, you'll get a certain you get a certain kind of food in some regions for Easter, and it'll be different in other regions. Mm. Um, for where I was and where I went to, and I think for Easter, lamb is a big deal. So that meat is just cooked to perfection by the way <laughs> like so good um I will I will just say if anyone wants to travel how I did it's gonna be really hard because I didn't eat out that much I actually ate in my friends family's houses and the food was incredible mm. um yeah I can't I can't beat it but so lamb is a specialty during Easter and they have certain desserts as well there's a specific dessert um and it's I can't remember the name of it. It's like an almond cake. Okay. It's quite dry, but mm. very sweet. That's also an uh, Easter specialty. Um, and the chocolates, it's not that many. They, they don't overdo the chocolate. I got a chocolate egg when I got there. My friend Aww. gave me one. Loved it. And she gave me this necklace as well with the world on it. Um, a globe. Anyway, the... The food's a big deal and family's a big deal there. Um... So we went to my friend's boyfriend's parents' house. I mean, he's my friend too. Went to class with Teresa and Claudia. Um, That first night, by the way, hadn't seen them in years. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it felt incredible being able to see my friends. And I just, and it's as if nothing happened. As in no time had gone other than it sometimes, every time it takes us 
a few hours to warm up because of language, right? Mm-hmm. Because Teresa and Claudio predominantly only speak to me in English. Claudio speaks to English, makes talking to me. Teresa is a lawyer. So she does speak, like, she speaks in English, but it's very, like, lawyer-heavy and work-heavy. So that casual talking and the pace of how I speak as well and how she's speaking. So it, it takes a few hours for us to kind of mm. warm up and get get with the flow of it. Um, and both of our brains were a bit frazzled that first night. Yeah. Especially hers, because I'm we're doing a lot more English speaking than that first day. Um but yeah, that, that part was great, just actually being able to catch up with them. So we went to Claudio's parents' house. How did you get over the language barrier then? Uh, so obviously, Teresa was speaking a lot of English. Um, and weirdly enough, when her and Claudio was talk- were talking that first night in the kitchen, it felt, I can't explain how it felt, it felt weird, right? Because I could understand them, and they were speaking in Italian, but ne- ne- none of us acknowledged this for a few days mm. we no one acknowledged including me that I was like I can understand them um and so obviously I've lived in Italy before I was learning Italian when I lived in Italy um and then I guess it comes later so when we're at Claudia's house I'm I'm there that first night and it was difficult like tr- his his parents are trying to speak to me in English or Everyone's always translating. So Teresa and Claudio are always translating for me between mm. them and me and other people. And that night, it got to a point, this is the second day, or the second day, and Teresa looked at me and she goes, you understand. And I'm like, what? She goes, you understand everything they're saying. She's like, you're getting the gist of what they're saying. And then she just refused to translate. She just stopped. She just said, you know what? I'm not translating anymore. And I was like, no, don't do that. She goes, no, but you're... Because I, I kept repeating back to her, like, oh, did his mum just say this? Did this just happen? And she goes, yes, Artie. And then she's like, you understand? You understand? Um, and then to give context to that, I used to learn Italian when I was there. I used to use a uh, really old application called Berlitz Italian, and I had CDs. Before I moved to Italy, I used to listen to it in my car. I used to, I've still got the CDs somewhere I don't use them. Um, and when I was there, I had this um, program on my old laptop and I used to listen to it, on, like read and whatever on there as well. But then I also used an app called Duolingo. And since I started Duolingo, I haven't stopped using Duolingo. I moved to Italy in 2013. Um, I used it a lot when I was there. And it's a lot easier to learn a language when you're in the country because you just you you get the dialects and everything. But whereas here, um, I've just been, I was using Duolingo quite a bit. And then actually I dropped off over the last year and a half. I wasn't expecting myself to understand and understand them. And when I say I dropped off, I was still using it. But Duolingo puts me to sleep sometimes. Like I use it before bed and I go to sleep. Wow. Right? Really selling this out. <laughs> but to sell it even better, it works. Like, cause I, and I enjoy it. Like I love learning on there and actually I do use it to go to sleep because it relaxes me and I love Italian. I love the language. I think it's beautiful. I want to be able to communicate with all the people that showed me so much love and so much like, um, hospitality when I lived there. It was, it was actually for the first time in my life, I was able to turn around and actually show them gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I was able to understand like Teresa's sister, um, Carmen and Monica. I was able to joke with them. I was able to, you know, Monica, if she wanted to talk about something, I was able to go for a walk with her. We went to the beach. We're in um, Termoli. 
I got in the sea, obviously, like just up to my thighs. But anyway, she thought I was crazy because it was cold. Um, and, you know, she's talking to me. She's able to talk to me about something personal. And I was able to respond and help. And it felt so good. And it was just nice. And it was this moment we had. And, you know, and then that's why. That was why I've been learning, learning on this app nearly every day for the last few years is to be able to have that moment. And may I add, sometimes it's five minutes that I'm on that app. Like it, I was so surprised, but it, there must be some science behind that. And I'm sure I've read it somewhere that says when you learn something just before you go to bed, it's more like to stay in your head. And it definitely worked because the vocabulary on in me, I didn't even know I had it. Yeah. A bit like that um, episode of Dexter's, Dexter's laboratory where he's listening to that French tape yeah. and then it gets stuck on <laughs> omelette du fromage <laughs> but he says that over and over again because it gets stuck so like you said maybe it's just before you went to bed helps with memory or that I've, kind I've of heard the science so, behind it as well there's a book yeah. about how do we sleep or um something similar by someone called Matthew Walker and it, there's it, he actually talks about the same thing and I've just never and I connected the two and I went oh my god it's working I love stuff I'm kicking the talk um that's a total segue into language, but honestly, to be able to go somewhere and actually understand and be able to communicate with people other than Teresa and Claudio, it was brilliant. Yeah. And she's quite good. She was quite, they were quite supportive because they just refused to, mm. they were like, we're not translating anymore. I was able to talk to her dad, yeah. you know? Do you find it like better when you know the language of the, like the locals in the country, like be able to communicate and say what you need or I mean do you think it really matters if you're like in a touristy area I guess it's different right if you lived in somewhere like Campobasso because there's you know not many people around so but like being in a city do you think do you think it's beneficial do you think it's not beneficial I think I mean I always think it's nice to try but you'll find in some places like Italy when I lived there as much as yes it's easier to learn it when you live there People want to practice their English on you. So in, so in the country true. towns, a lot of people want to practice their English. In the big, busy, touristy towns, they wanted me to shut up so they could serve me quicker. Mm. You know, in the nicest way. Like, everyone's so lovely. Like, I love yeah. Italians. Um, I even had, like, I ate out on my own when I was in Rome because, actually, that's something I loved doing. When I lived in Italy, I didn't know many people. I used to eat out on my own all the time, something I never did in England. Mm-hmm. But there, I would do it all the time. Um, but, yeah, in terms of learning the language, I think it's nice to try, but it depends who's on the receiving end, right? Um, okay. It depends on that other person. But I find that any country I go to... I don't know, what do you think? Do you, when you go away, do you feel... Well, we, when we go away, we learn some words. Remember we're in Croatia and we did, we pick up the language and then we're like, we learn to say thank you. Yeah. But I don't know if you think, is, is, should, should people do well, it? I think it's interesting learning about, like language is part of the culture, isn't it? Like you think about the way that it's socially constructed, like you have different words for different things. Like some languages don't even have a word for what maybe we have in English or mm-hmm you know, that vice versa. So I think, and also I think it's quite fun to learn. I like to learn at least five words in the language or the place I'm in because, and then also people get shocked sometimes. I think, like you said, it depends who's receiving it. Mm -hmm. Like it's similar to when I go to France, a lot of people want to, like you said, want to practice their English, you know, or sometimes I'm really trying hard in French and they just 
don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying half the time. They're just looking at me like, what? Um, but no, I think I think it's fun and I like it. Mm-hmm. So I like to have at least five words. So can you give us five useful words oh, in Italian? Ah. Okay, my favourite word, pasticceria. You can say it. Oh, we're doing this. You asked me. Pasticceria. Pasticceria. Close. Pasticceria. Pasticceria. Perfect. Um, that means bakery. Bakery. <laughs> my okay. favourite word nice. for that for very breakfast. reason. Um, nocciolino. Nocciolino. Now, it's not, I don't know if it's an Italian word or it's a brand name, but it's just the name of a favourite like, drink I used to have when I lived there. Um, insegnante. Insegnante. Close. That means teacher. That's what I was teacher. when I lived there. I was teaching English in a foreign language. Five useful words. Come on. Two more useful ones. Uh, pizza. Oh. <laughs> Guys, are um, you Useful this? words. Useful words. Piacere. 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 <laughs> Means please. I think I needed useful words that we could all pronounce. <laughs> Sorry. And prego. prego. Prego means... It's like... Wait, it's piacere, please or thank you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, prego means... It means you're welcome. Mm-hmm. But it also means like... Please come in. Like they, you, you hear prego a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's got many uses, but it's, it's quite a formal. Or sometimes you'll be like, prego, prego, like come in, come in, kind of thing. So yeah, do you remember those? Um, no. <laughs> but it's okay. You know, you can start your own little language app now, you know? <laughs> five, no, no. Five I think I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. To, <laughs> I'll leave it to Duolink. Five <laughs> useful words. <laughs> hey, pasticceria. <laughs> Where's the closest pasticceria, you know? Okay, actually, I'll give you a phrase. So... Um, posso avere is can I have, right? So posso avere un caffè, can I have a coffee? Posso avere, like, posso is can, dove is where, where is, dove, you know, so is, is. So it's, it, when you know the where, what, when, like, can I, those mm. phrases and then adding words. By the way, if, if you're an English speaker, you can kind of sometimes mess around with it because, you basically go, oh, what's the start of that word? And then sometimes, I, you know, I make it up sometimes. I'll look at something and I'll go, interessante. And my friends look at me going, yes, that is interesting. You didn't know that, did you? Like, I just, I just, I'll just say it. Like, yeah. And no one gets offended, so that's good. They're just like, well done for trying. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really, really cool and interesting. But I think, yeah, for me personally, learning language or at least five words you know just to get by and like people appreciate the effort and stuff as well so yeah it's really good but um yeah so that's the language and stuff and so you also said that you went to the Amalfi Coast I did how was that how did you get there it was beautiful um so we were staying in an area called Torre Nanziata Mm -hmm. which is near um near Naples near Mount Vesuvius not too close anyway Mount Vesuvius is an active volcano Yes. I really want to climb up it. Same, but Teresa and Claudia wouldn't let me because they're scared of it. I hope they listen to this. Okay. <laughs> and so from there, from Dorden and Ziata, there's a train that goes straight. It's like this really old, slow, rickety train. So it's going slow for a bit. It's going slow. It's going slow. So it goes to Sorrento. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's going slow, it's going slow, and then it just like zooms past pace. I was like, what's going on? Um, and yeah, so Sorrento is like the place where you get all your oranges and lemons. Um, the Amalfi Coast, for anyone who doesn't know, is it includes quite a few places. So it includes Capri, uh, Sorrento, Positano, and some other places. Um, and we stayed in Sorrento. We went to like the harbour side and just chilled out, looked at the views. We, we had some great food, but actually I fell asleep at the harbour. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't I think this was a holiday. You're right. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? I fell asleep at the harbour. It was beautiful, actually. Just like listen to the sea. Just go, oh, it was just amazing. Um, and I also, so what else did we do? They have a little market there. Um, There's a long street. So a lot of these towns have like a long street full of just, it's touristy stuff, but also it it doesn't feel like touristy stuff. It's also quite a big part of just being in that place. Have you been to the Amalfi Coast? Yeah, I went. I don't really remember much of it. It It's like a six hour drive from Naples. Oh my God. As far as I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really tired. I never drove it. Yeah. I get my, train my friend Ju- my friend Julia drove. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it was yeah. Get the train. <laughs> Go to Claudio. It's like that's so far. Um but also driving in Italy is a art it, form. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say on that matter. Um I had limoncello, so there's a shop there. Um oh, I some like of the limoncello. shops there, they love it, they just throw it at you. It's so nice though. So good and and then they'll go, oh, I have this, have this. Like they have so many different tasters. It's brilliant. Um, but yeah, so we mainly went to Sorrento. We didn't actually, I didn't go around much there. Once again, you know, it's the whole, I've been to Italy so many times. Like this time around, it was just to chill out and spend time with my friends. Although the option was there. I could have gone to Naples. So I chose to go to the Amalfi Coast because I'm a city girl. Mm-hmm. So I need to not go to the city, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then that was with Claudio family but actually we then went to Teresa's family and they live in the mountains we went to her grandparents um who were doing really well and then there was more food oh so much food and then there was like two big meals on the same day and I just I couldn't eat so you ate a lot of food yeah I know I can't cover more of that we just I just ate so much food but um we with Teresa's family her sister completely moving this onto her sister's just opened up her own hairdressers in their town and it is gorgeous like it's called um be beautiful like b-e dot u tiffle mm-hmm. and it is just i don't know like when you when i saw it it was nice because i've known her for quite a few years now and i'm being able to see this amazing thing that's come out of like her continuing to follow her passions during um the last few years and even during the pandemic and being able to open something up and it's just yeah the amount of effort she's put in there was absolutely beautiful but yeah that was actually quite a highlight of being there and seeing that and spending time with them, going to Termoli where I've been before and I've made some like wild decisions. I actually decided to leave Italy when I was in Termoli on my own. So it was nice to go with people and actually I saw a bit more when I was mm. with Italians. Um, and we ate, we actually ate out there and it was a eight course meal with some gorgeous food. But I won't, I won't stick on the food because everyone knows Italian food is out of this world. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's really nice. Where was... um? Where's the hairdresser place? It is in um, Teresa's hometown. Which is called? It is called Asernia. Asernia. So yeah. there you go. Support local businesses. Mm-hmm. If you want to get your hair cut, 
in Estonia. Yeah, um, like take a trip there. there it's you go. beautiful, just country lanes, like not much going on, but it's peaceful. You got like gorgeous little towns. Actually, a really nice part of the Italian landscape is when you're driving around these areas, what you'll see is in the distance, you'll just see all the towns on like, on hilltops with, mm. at night, like during sun sunset and all the lights coming on. Actually, it's one of my favorite views just seeing that happen because it's very Italian for me like this is Italy yeah and I think that's important isn't it like for you sharing that because it don't always go to a touristy place go to somewhere different and the thing is the reason why you know that is because you know locals so mm-hmm. if you want to travel like a local you've got some tips here folks yeah and okay. meet, meet the locals right yeah meet the locals right. so they make can take you to them. places mm-hmm. isn't it mm-hmm. nice. strategy behind all my friendships <laughs> <laughs> Right. Are you ready for a fire round? Yes. Are you sure? No. <laughs> I don't know if you are. I don't know because I don't. I don't know what's in this fire round, so I actually don't know. And it's Italy, it's Italy, so I feel like it might be hard. I don't. Okay. Know. Ready? Yeah. Rome or Amalfi Coast? The Amalfi Coast. Oh, yeah. Too late. You've done it. Pizza or pasta? Pasta. Um, gelato or sorbet? Gelato. Sweet or savoury breakfast? In Italy. Sweet. Italy or the UK? Italy. <laughs> <laughs> there was going to be no other was answer it a to trick that. question? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, that's the fire round. What about your travel hack? So, travel hack, this time round, I know we spoke about it earlier, but actually, do you know what? Duolingo is an incredible app. And the fact that learning even 10 minutes a day on it, it's it's life-changing, right? That's life-changing, being able to communicate with people you've never been able to communicate with before or because of that app. So I would highly recommend, you know, if before you're going somewhere, even if you do a week or two on the app, you get the bare necessities. And I'm not saying everyone, you don't even have to be a quick learner. Actually, just mm. having the app and using it there before bed for 10 minutes, it, you, you just get the please and the thank you and the can I have and just the different sections um of duolingo so it's compartmentalized into like travel there's different subjects on there mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think it's a brilliant app to have handy um and obviously made difference for me so yeah yeah i think it's all kind of goes into what we're talking about about traveling more like a local and you know immersing yourself into the culture so yeah thanks for sharing that Okay, thanks for listening. You guys can follow us on all the socials, um, Travel Travel Chats Podcast. Um, We also have a website up and running as well on Podfollow or Acast. You can check it out where you can find all of our episodes. I'm pretty sure Artie has spoken about her time in Italy. Can't remember which episode though, so listen to them all to see if you can find it. Still second episode, but that's a great incentive, Daniel. I think it is. And if you do find it, please let us on the socials so we know which episode it is. And at least we know you've listened. Yeah, let us know. Let us know, please. Okay, thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.